You are listening to a Commonwealth Bank of Australia Global Economic and Markets Research Podcast. This podcast provides general market-related information and is not intended to be an investment research report. The information contained in this podcast is based on previously published material, and before listening, you're advised to read the full Global Economic and Markets Research Disclaimers, which can be found at combankresearch.com.au. Welcome to the Global Economic and Markets Research Podcast. My name is Belinda Allen and I'm a Senior Economist here at ComBank and I've got Gareth Ayrd, the Head of Australian Economics, with me. Gareth, nice to have you on. Yeah, nice to be on, Belinda, and um, uh, nice to be on today, given it was a special day for the Ayrd household with our um, eldest daughter, Florence, having her first day of school today. It's very exciting. I've got a kindy starter in my house too, so things are looking up, uh, particularly now COVID is starting to settle down. Uh now, it's actually been not only a busy week for all those kids going back to school, but it's been a busy week in terms of the interest rate outlook. We've heard from the Reserve Bank of Australia twice this week. We had inflation data last week, which was stronger than expected. That led us to make some changes in terms of our interest rate outlook, uh, which we will touch on. But Gareth, going into the RBA meeting, there was a lot of discussion about whether or not the RBA will pivot in terms of their policy outlook, but they didn't, did they? No, they didn't. It's funny, this word pivot's really in vogue at the moment and yeah. it seems to be popping up everywhere when, when uh, talking about central banks and the monetary policy outlook. But um, no, the Reserve Bank uh, didn't pivot to the extent that their narrative uh, is broadly the same as it was at the end of last mm. year, albeit the data has come in uh, better than they thought or stronger than they expected um, it feels like a while ago now, but we got the Q4 CPI uh, a little bit over a week ago. You know, that was significantly stronger than the Reserve Bank uh, had, a, had mm. forecast in the November Statement of Monetary Policy. It was very, very close, actually, to where we had forecast the trim mean. Um, and just to remind everyone that the trim mean for Q4 came through at a very strong 1% uh, for the quarter. We had it pegged at 0.9%, uh, which was actually the highest in the market. And the RBA... Yeah, and the RBA had a forecast at 0.6%. So a big upside surprise mm. there on the trim mean. That really set, set the tone uh, heading into uh, this week, which was a big one for the Reserve Bank because we had the, the board meeting on Tuesday, low speech uh, today, mm. which is Wednesday, and then the Statement of Monetary Policy on Friday. Uh, as far as the, the board meeting goes, they ended the bond buying program as yep. we expected. Um, but they made it clear that ending that program was not a signal or should not be interpreted as a signal that a rate rise is imminent. And that makes sense, albeit that if they're no longer bond, buying bonds, it, it means they've got some flexibility around uh, hiking you know, um, hiking in, in, in an easier manner uh, if they um, suddenly arrive at the conclusion that a, that a hike uh, should, should be coming. But um, look, in, in today's statement, um, or today's speech, rather, we heard a lot from the governor uh, in some sense, we're none, we're none the wiser on, mm. on when they're likely to pull the rate hike trigger, but um, you know, they're still waiting to see more evidence uh, that things are going to pan out the way they want them to uh, before they raise the cash rate. So there's a lot of discussion about and a lot of focus by the RBA on inflation being sustainably back within the target. So that word sustainably keeps coming up. And so our view is inflation is already within the target. It's going to be at the top, if not above the target. What is the RBA's forecast and how do they differ to ours? Yeah, look, this, this word sustainable sort of become 
very um, critical to the way they're talking about the inflation outlook. And effectively, what the governor has said is they don't want to raise the cash rate uh, until they're convinced that inflation is going to stay within that 2 to 3% band, um, preferably around the midpoint. And for them to be comfortable that that's going to happen, uh, they want to see wages growth higher. Now, our forecasts for uh, underlying inflation now actually have it above uh, the target band, um, north of 3.5% by the middle of this year. And certainly over our forecast um, horizon, inflation is not getting back down below the target. And funnily enough, the Reserve Bank, um, we know because they've uh, previewed their forecast, they're expecting the trim mean to basically be a little bit over 3% by the middle of this year and then be at the top half of the band over the next couple of years. So in a lot of ways, their forecasts are already consistent with uh, inflation sustainably within the target. But the, the governor in his speech today has sort of said, well, you know, our forecasts aren't enough uh, in and of themselves to be convinced that we're going to be right. Uh, what we need to see is wages growth higher than where it currently is. Um, you know, if and when we see that, then we'll be on, on uh, in, a, in a position to raise the cash rate. But you know, I, I, I was surprised mm. today how much the word uncertainty popped up in the governor's speech. In fact, I counted it uh, nine times in the speech. And it appears that um, even though the central bank is kind of forecasting outcomes that would be consistent with raising the cash rate effectively now, mm. uh, they're still... They still want to wait until the um, the data is basically um, every, every piece of data that they're waiting to see has actually dropped uh, the way they want it, and then they'll finally get get around to raising the cash rate. And we think by the time we get to August of this year, um, they will, the weight of evidence will be so strong that um, it'll be the time to, to raise the cash rate. So we brought forward our rate hike, which we originally had in for November 2022 or quite one of the the first of the major forecasters to really have an early rate hike call but given that higher than expected inflation print but also our view on the wages outlook which we'll touch on as well because you just published a note on that today we brought that forward to August and that really fits in with our economic profile that we have I mean as you said the RBA continues to be quite uncertain about the outlook that's the nature uh, of forecasting really is you never can be certain until the data prints but by that time we, we could see it be a little bit late to actually start to, to lift interest rates as well so what makes I guess us certain that the RBA is going to lift rates in August is it the inflation outlook or is it our view on wages well, we're, I suppose I suppose we're not we're not certain that it's coming in August, and in a lot of ways, picking the exact meeting is kind of false precision. Um, I guess, and, and and we still don't know exactly how the RBA is going to respond to the data. I mean, it's it's clear to us that the inflation data uh, is consistent with raising the cash rate. The labour market is very tight, and the forward-looking indicators of labour demand are very strong. So the unemployment rate should keep falling. That will put upward pressure on wages growth. Um, so all the data we think is going to be supportive of increasing the cash rate, but we just don't know how many data prints the mm. RBA need to see in order to raise the cash rate. Um, and even with wages growth, um, you know, the governor today was a, a little bit vague in terms of exactly you know, what it is that they're looking for. Um, and they, they, have, they have been on record as saying they want annual wages growth to be three point something, to be com- confident that inflation will be within the target. But does that mean that they need to wait to see the annual rate get all, all the way up to that level? Or you know, if we get a couple of quarterly prints where you then annualise those those prints and, and they're sitting over 3%, is that enough? 
we're, we're still not sure, and, and, and the governor was sort of vague around that today. So we don't know exactly you know, what piece of information will tip them over the line mm. to, to finally raise the cash rate. But you know, August is still kind of six or seven months away, which is, which is a fair way away. The data should continue to get better and stronger and more supportive of hiking the cash rate. And so I think you know, a, a rate, a first rate hike somewhere around then uh, looks like the obvious, uh, the most obvious thing at, at this moment in time. So just on the economic outlook, we've obviously had the surging cases here due to the Omicron variant. Our last podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago was just talking through what that may mean for the Australian economy. Evidence is mounting that maybe the impact isn't as bad as feared like we're watching our high frequency cba credit and debit card spend data that's certainly uh, been quite encouraging uh, in the last two weeks of january compared to the first two weeks of january other data also remains quite positive particularly on the labor market uh, and that really i think puts together the view that of the wages growth you just published a note uh, this morning just on the evidence that wages growth should accelerate from here what is some of the data that you're watching not only just on yeah. wages, but also the economic outlook to help us, I guess, fuel the view that we think the RBA will have to tighten interest rates earlier than what they're saying. Well, I, I think that the point you just made about our spending data is mm. an important one because, um, I mean, the beauty, and we've talked about this before, the beauty of working at Commonwealth Bank is we have access to very high-frequency data. And what we saw in our spending data is late December, early January, there was a clear impact of the surge in COVID cases uh, hitting spending, um, but then as we've gone through January, our spending data has has, has gotten better basically yeah. each week, and so it leaves us pretty confident now that given uh, the case numbers have peaked and are coming down, that the impact of um, COVID on the macro economy as a whole, uh, when we think about the entire economy uh, from a spending perspective, uh, is not too bad. Um, now there will be some businesses that are negatively impacted, absolutely, but you know spending is holding up very well at the moment and is consistent with growth in the economy over the over Q1, which is what we're forecasting, and of course, um, a, a further decrease in the unemployment rate. So we're not too worried now about um, COVID disrupting the economic outlook mm. or, the, or the broader outlook. And in terms of what you mentioned around wages, um, you know, the, the wages, official wages data that um, we've got at the moment is very, very dated. Mm. Um, the Reserve Bank uh, Governor today spoke about the official wage price index. Now, the latest read for that is Q3 of last year. And the wage price index is actually picking up wages in the middle of the quarter. So really, the, the, the official data that we've got in terms of the wage price index dates back to August of last year. That's the most recent print, and that's really dated. So I thought it was worthwhile just having a look at a variety of sources of information to try and better understand what's been happening uh, with wages over the last sort of three or four months. And we, we looked at a few series, um, the ABS payrolls, um, our internal data, which I think is really, really good uh, in, in terms of capturing wages, inflation, and a few business surveys. And all of that information indicates that wages growth has actually accelerated over the last three or four months. Um, our, our internal data in particular indicates that um, wages growth now in an, at an annual rate is tracking at around 2.5% and that the wage price index is likely to increase by around 0.8% in Q4. So if you annualise that rate, 
you know, you, you're up around 3% or a bit over. So to us, the wages story looks pretty baked in now, mm. particularly given the unemployment rate is still falling. So that's only going to, going to further put upward pressure on wages. Again, that's consistent with um, sustained inflation uh, being within the target band. And of course, uh, we're very close to full empl- employment, we believe. So uh, there's lots, I think, in the, in the data now to be pretty, pretty comfortable with the idea uh, the rates are going up in the not too distant future. And it really is now about at what point the RBA just says, look, the weight of evidence is sufficiently there now for us to pull the trigger. It's probably uh, sort of a few months away still, mm. but um, you know, a few a few official prints on the wages data is probably enough to get them over the line. So just on that, uh, so we have the Statement on Monetary Policy out on Friday, so we're recording this on Wednesday afternoon, so we'll hear more from the RBA in two days' time. You mentioned the focus really from here will be on the wages print. So we do get another wages print uh, in February. I guess from here we're really, as you said, just watching the wages print and that next print on inflation to get a, a better gauge of, of the RBA's views, aren't we? Yeah, they're, they're, they're the key uh, measures relating to uh, prices. And then, of course, labour market data is still going to be very important in terms of where the unemployment rate is travelling. Um, you know, the, the unemployment rate in December was 4.2%. Yeah. So we don't have too much further to go for the unemployment rate to have a three-handle on it. And it's actually and got a three-handle in, in, I think, New South Wales and um, WA as well. That, that, that's right. And if you look at the forward-looking indicators of labour demand, um, then we should get there in, in the not-too-distant future. So we'll be, as, as always the case, you know, looking at how the numbers drop relative to what the Reserve Bank has forecast, and you know, we'll get those, the, the, the full set of forecasts on Friday around unemployment wages uh, and, and CPI. But I think um, I think the weight of evidence suggests that um, all of the conditions, all, all of the data that the Reserve Bank is looking for to raise the cash rate uh, will be there over the next uh, sort of four or five months. The unfortunate thing is that you know, the, the, these key reads on inflation and wages, we only get once a quarter. Yep. A lot of other countries are getting these updates monthly. monthly. Yep. But um, we, we have to wait for those. But uh, look, I think everything's heading in the direction that, that just indicates uh, rate, rates are going higher. And um, of course, I think um, for the very near term, um, the Q4 wages data, which is out uh, kind of mid-February, mm-hmm. that'll be the next key signpost, I think, for financial markets. Gareth, thank you so much for running through views on the RBA. It's only been a big week uh, in terms of the economic data and that's really not going to change, but appreciate your insights today. Nice to have a chat, Belinda. Now, we've published uh, quite a few reports over the last week uh, for our listeners to read. They can all be found on combankresearch.com.au, but the two reports we're talking about today, including evidence mounts that wages growth is accelerating, 2nd of February, and also our write-up of Governor Lowe's speech, uh, which was also published on the 2nd of February 2022. And also where CBA data is referred to, it means the proprietary data of the bank. As the statistics take into account only the bank's data, it may not reflect all trends in the market. All customer data used or represented is anonymised and aggregated before analysis and is used and disclosed in accordance with the bank's privacy policy.